Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to episode number 91 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all new releases, comics, movies, video games, toys, pizza, bright lights, big cities. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Ben Morris, editor of Marvel.com, and we have with us... Caroline Littick, intern. Yes, yes. And we are back here in New York City after our sojourn out to the West Coast for San Diego Comic-Con, where we did our live episode, episode 90... We're back in our uh, HQ. For some reason, every bright light is on. Did you turn these on, Caroline? I turned on the extension cord. And, and turned on everything on. else? Fair All enough. All right. Well, it's nice and bright in here. We can see everything. Ryan, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to have you. Was I gone? I was going to welcome you back. I figured you'd welcome me back. It didn't work out. Welcome back. Thanks, man. Yeah. We made it. We made it through Comic-Con. It was we crazy. Did. Survived. Here we are. It was a thing. We, uh, we had a couple extra hosts last week. That didn't work out, so now we're back to us. Yep. And we'll never burden you with that again. We won't speak of it again. Yes. But if you're just joining us on this week, this week in Marvel, we're going to go through all the new comics out this week. Print, digital, collections, hardcover, softcover, all that good stuff. We're going to go through movies and TV and games and news, and then we're going to get to your questions and comments. And if you have any questions in the comments while you're listening, use the hashtag this week in Marvel. Right. Start us off, Ben. I'm going to start. Oh, great. Caroline turned more lights on. That somehow. was something. Um, all right. Now they're off. Uh, I'm going to start us off. The comics came out this week with Captain America number nine, written by Rick Remender, art by the great John Romita Jr., and finishes. So Romita Jr. did breakdowns. Finishes by Klaus Janssen, Scott Hanna, Tom Palmer, and colors by Dean White. Now, we ended Captain America number eight with a dramatic twist a uh, character who had not been in the series for a while came back and took action dramatic action against a character who has become familiar to us in this dimension z run so i was actually really anticipating this issue this is one of the first comics i read this week um needless to say they hit the ground running captain america is all messed up physically mentally we find out to an extent what has been going on in the real world in the marvel universe while he's been stuck in dimension z in terms of how much time has passed there. And it all builds toward a final confrontation between Zola and Captain America. The art is gross in a good way. It's brutal. It's just like the, the fight is so messy. It really is the culmination, both story-wise and visually, of everything that Remender and Ramita and their team have done to this point. Dramatic character moments. I think I've said dramatic a bunch of times. Uh, Jet Black gets a huge moment. And the world, as we know it, is still in great peril as this comes to an end. It really feels like the end of a huge epic movie, like the very second-to-last bit. Um, Zola is just a gross jerk here, and it's just—it's it's almost hard to see how beaten down Steve Rogers is, but just a great, primal, gritty story uh, really hitting its apex. Over to Gambit number 15 by James Asmus and Clay Mann. Uh, you've got Gambit... You know, on the trail of some crazy thing. There's a lot of twists and turns in this one. His uh, his friend Fence, I like because he looks like John Goodman in this issue, and that makes me happy. <laughs> Big Lebowski. Yes. Yeah. And um, really, the more I read this series, the more I don't hate Gambit as much. Especially they write him in here with uh, having some kittens, <laughs> and that's really cute. That makes me happy to think that Gambit likes cats, and uh, it's cool. There's a huge twist at the end, so. Take a look at that. Hawkeye Annual Number 1, written by Matt Fraction, art by Javier Polito and Matt Hollingsworth. This is really 
it, it says it's an annual, but it's really another issue of Hawkeye. It slips right into the ongoing series, and it launches out of that pizza dog issue we had, shows what was actually going on when Kate Bishop left Clint Barton's house. This is a Kate Bishop solo story, which is going to be the trend moving forward. They're going to alternate issues between Kate and Clint. She has decided she's had enough of Clint Barton. She's had enough of her dad. She's had enough of a bunch of stuff. So she heads out to the West Coast, strike out on her own. Unfortunately, Madam Mask, who, if you may recall, is a longtime Hawkeye reader, Kate Bishop ran afoul of way back in the early part of the series, is also out on the West Coast, and she sets about trying to get her revenge on Kate Bishop. Just an awesome issue in terms of Kate's characterization. Uh, probably my favorite Madam Mask story I've read in quite some time. She just comes off as very complex villain sinister but also very petty uh we get some background on kate on her relationship with her father this great deal where basically some girl she went to high school with is now like her stepmother um it's kind of messed up uh she's just a fun character her voice is great and the art by javier polito is just fantastic uh hawkeye continues its run of having phenomenal artists all the way across the board and got me really teed up and excited for what Kate's going to do next as the Hawkeye series rolls on. Yeah. Over to Hunger, number one, the big issue coming out of Age of Ultron. Galactus makes his way to the Ultimate Universe. Uh, and that's that's definitely a huge part of it, but it's also, it's really cool to see Ultimate Rick Jones again. He's got these crazy powers, um, mm. and he's sort of, he's just a kid in this universe dealing with all kinds of crazy stuff, uh, sort of similar to our Rick Jones in a way. You know, he's just thrust in the middle of stuff that is way beyond him. But uh, it's really cool. You get to see the uh, Ultimate Universe's sort of version of the Kree Scroll War yeah. going on here. That's um, true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's really fun. You get Galactus, the ultimate version of Galactus, and that swarm meets our Galactus. Yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff. Super fun issue by felt, Josh Fialkov and Leonard Kirk. It felt very big. Yeah, the very big. It felt very big. Yeah, and they're just going to do some... I know it's just going to be crazy top to bottom. Over to Journey into Mystery, number 654, the penultimate issue of this run. Catherine Immonen wrote it. Valerio Schiti uh, drew it. Jordi Valerio is on colors. It's just another gorgeous, super fun, action-packed, funny, heart-wrenching issue. I, what I love about Valerio is always able to get... Uh, such emotion out of Beta Ray Bill, even mm. though he's a horse-faced weird dude with no lips, uh, it's still that facial expressions are just fantastic. Beautiful colors, uh, lots of craziness going on in space, and bad things, uh, bad things coming up for uh, Sif and Beta Ray Bill. But um, another stellar issue. Yeah, like you said, um, Journey of Mystery sadly coming to an end next month. But I'm very curious. I know Catherine Eminem's going to go on and do great stuff, but I'm very curious, number one, where Sif will land, because yeah. I think this series has really reinvigorated her as a character. Yep. I would love to see her join a major team or get another shot somewhere. And also, Valerio Shitty, I think, has really been an eye-opener in terms of art, and I'm, I want to see where he lands, too. Yeah. So uh, we, will, we will track that here on This Week in Marvel. And over in Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man, number 16, our friend Joe Caramagna adapts the Man of Action episode back in black for this issue. All right, over to New Avengers, number eight, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Mike Diodato, colors by Frank Martin. This is a pretty damn huge issue in terms of oh, yeah. Prelude to Infinity stuff. stuff. Um, one, 
Did you did you notice this? Yeah. What I was, the hell? I was bugging out. There's a scene with oh, Iron no. Man and the Watcher and uh, a fallen cosmic creature. And I thought we missed something. Yeah. But I think it just hasn't been explained I have to, yet. We have to see what the AR is for this. I was writing up the AR yesterday, and it's some sort of animation sequence. Huh. Um, but I don't know if it explains anything. Oh, that, Yeah, but that definitely... I was like, what yeah, the hell like, just happened? For what to have happened to have happened, yeah, something big. crazy goes on. Uh, you get some really cool Inhuman stuff that tees up uh, where they're going to come into Infinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, madness between Atlantis and Wakanda. And that's really coming to a head now. Uh, and then... The first appearance in the comics of uh, a bunch of characters who you will see much of throughout right. Infinity. So, right. big, huge issue. That issue got me really excited for Infinity. Yeah, totally. Scarlet Spider number 19, part 3 of Wrath. Uh, Chris Yost with Eric Burnham wrote this one. Carlo Barberi did pencils, and there's some additional art by Horacio Dominguez. It's the conclusion of Scarlet Spider's team up with Wolverine going against the Assassin's Guild. Uh, some good old school X-Men stuff is Kandra, one of the externals comes back and it's just a brutal fight with Wolverine and Scarlet Spider going up against Kandra and the Assassins uh, it's more insight to how Scarlet Spider's mind works and why he's a unique hero, we talked a lot with Chris Yost on Marvel Live this week about why we like Scarlet Spider and this issue is a pretty good example, just the way he solves problems kind of does like the quickest possible solution, uh, thinks about cutting out a bunch of times uh, is a jerk to Wolverine just fun Scarlet Spider stuff. This is a really fun series. Superior Spider-Man number 14. Another bold new era in Superior Spider-Man. This is a really fun issue. This is a really packed issue. Uh, I really enjoyed this because it was Dan Slott who wrote the issue along with Humberto Ramos who drew it. Really starting to get into the idea of Doc Ock, a supervillain, as Spider-Man. This is something Dan's talked about for a while. How he's bringing a supervillain's mindset to being a superhero. So in this issue decides to take out the threat of Shadowland, which has just been hanging around New York for the last couple of years, where Kingpin's basically ruling the hand from this building that everyone knows is there. Um, so Superior Spider-Man now has a bunch of minions, and they're basically like his Spider-Man army, but they're good guys, and he has a giant robot. So everything he would normally do as Doc Ock, he is now applying to being Spider-Man. Goes after the Kingpin, goes after Hobgoblin, uh, Beats around J. Jonah Jameson. Got some actions going on with the Green Goblin. But just, this is really, as much as I've liked Superior Spider-Man up to this point, this is like the full realization of, okay, this is cool. This is what happens when you put a supervillain's mind in a superhero's body and say, use your tactics for good. Um, And it's a neat little twist. And the art's great. Yeah. Over to Superior Spider-Man Team-Up, number one, uh, written by Chris Yost, with art by the just amazing david lopez yes and this is you know this is sort of the um the follow-up to avenging spider-man chris yo still writing very much a similar thought process to it so it's um well as as i said on live uh on the superior spider-man panel when they asked chris yes they said so what i think the moderator whoever it was uh, i think it was rune said so chris what's gonna be different about superior spider-man team up and taste being like a really like big complex answer and he goes uh we changed the name so it really is just avenging yeah. spider-man continuing on yeah um one i do want to say i love the new spider-man costume yeah I do it's too. super cool yeah it's great really really nice very sleek uh very badass but this is a great issue you've got spider-man 
fighting other superheroes, mm. and you're like, what the hell's <laughs> going on? Then Spider-Man versus the Avengers, and then through it all, you get the elevation of really a pretty low-level Spider-Man villain to someone who's oh, really yeah. intense, really creepy, and a, a big threat, which yep. was which was pretty cool. And then the last two pages of the issue are very ominous, very uh, very big for what's coming up, and I really really love this issue. I totally forgot that uh, Cloak and Dagger during Spider Island swapped colors, yeah. so that was kind of neat. Yep, I was yep. like, "What the <laughs> hell is going on?" All right, over to the Ultimate Comics universe and Ultimate Comics X Men number twenty nine. It's the first chapter of World War X, written by Brian Wood, pencils by Alvaro Martinez. After Everything that's gone on the last few issues, Utopia is finally on decent ground. They've got the humans out of there. The government, the U.S. government's leaving them alone. So, of course, this is when Jean Grey and Tion choose to strike. They launch a pretty horrific attack against Utopia. Uh, and this issue is about really just Kitty Pride and Rogue and all the people who live on Utopia trying to preserve what they have. And now next issue, they have to go and figure out how to strike back against Tion or gonna have a war between all the remaining mutants uh colossus comes back in this issue that was neat some nice storm moments and some other cool stuff it's just another chapter in this ongoing saga that brian wood is concocting yeah uncanny avengers number 10 by rick remender and daniel acuna uh it's just it's here we get to see the full introduction of the new four horsemen of death sentry grim reaper banshee and dokken and you get insight into why they're the ones that are brought back and what stakes that they have in this whole thing and um, having them go after certain characters. It provides a lot of really big, really dramatic, really intense moments, and, you know, that's what Rick likes to do. Make people suffer and put them through crazy drama and lots of punching and um, fun dialogue. It was, it was good, and I can't wait to see where it goes. What If AVX, issue number three by Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Gerardo Sandoval. Again, Jimmy's another guy we spoke to on Marvel Live this weekend, and he said, uh, you weren't there for this interview, it was me and Blake, he kind of talked about how people were really apparently outraged that he was like killing characters and doing stuff in What If, and he was like, yeah, I don't think some people don't get What If. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying, like, that's what you do, you have to do the most crazy, dramatic stuff. Kill everyone. Yeah, exactly, and that's what he said. He's like, you need to do crazy, dramatic deaths. Um, so in this issue, Hope Summers now has Phoenix Force. This is, of course, an alternate universe story. The Avengers are freaking out about it. The X-Men are also kind of freaking out about it because Magneto has basically become the voice in her ear, and he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get rid of all the humans. We're going to take care of all the mutants. We're going to do what I always wanted to do. And Hope is so corrupted that uh, she may just listen to him. There are at least two more crazy dramatic deaths in this issue, and... By the end, we have the X-Men and Avengers now teaming up to try to take on the Phoenix. So this will come to a very different resolution than the original AVX did. Yeah. In Wolverine number 7 by Paul Cornell and Mirko Pierre Federici, uh, we have the start of um, Wolverine without his healing factor. Mm. Um, and that's a huge turning point for the character. And it starts off with uh, uh, Beast and Logan sort of talking and Beast saying, hey... You're screwed. I'm so sorry. You have to be really careful because you can't just throw your yeah. entire body at problems anymore. You're not, you know, you're not well. Uh, so one of the things is, you know, he would have been poisoned by the adamantium. Beast has sort of sorted that out, but he's mm -hmm. not able to 
yet um, cure him of this uh, loss of his healing factor. Give him uh, a hug, though. He does. It's, it's really a, nice. It's a good hug. It's a beautiful moment. Yeah, uh, there's some Nick Fury stuff in here, and I love the bar. That bar they keep going back to. It's terrific. Right. Uh, really cool stuff with Storm and on the uh, Jean Grey school grounds that I dug, and uh, we get to see where this is going, and you know, really going forward, seeing where uh, what kind of target Wolverine will be. Sticking with Wolverine, going over to Wolverine the X-Men number 33. It's part three of the Hellfire Saga, written by Jason Aaron. Fantastic art by Nick Bradshaw, Walden Wong, and Laura Martin. And I don't think any comic this week had more meat on its bones than this one. Um, just so beautifully paced. Uh, had kind of an old school vibe to it in terms of multiple plots running at once. Really felt like the X-Men in its heyday, but the, the language and the uh, narration. The narration is done by Edie. It's really kind of sad and beautiful. It's Edie kind of explaining like all the things she's learned. And you remember she was introduced in Generation Hope as this very innocent character. And now she has really been through the ringer. So she kind of narrates the issue, her journey and her plan. She's very much a central character. But at the same time, you have Wolverine fighting Lord Deathstrike and trying to figure out where school is. You have Kid Omega and Toad in this awesome team up against... Uh, all the faculty at the Hellfire Academy, including Husk. So there's some really emotional, hard toad Husk stuff. And uh, Kid Omega gets an unexpected assist from somebody, mm -hmm. which I loved. It's just an awesome moment. We have all the Hellfire students. Just a lot of this. This was very cinematic in terms of you have these beats where it's like, oh, this guy, and <laughs> they take out this bad guy, and it's great. Uh, you finally start to see some weakness. From Kate Kilgore, the Black King, uh, he does have a blind spot, and it gets exploited here. And it's kind of nice because he's just been presented as this unbeatable, just unflappable villain. And I like what they show as being his weakness here. There's a great twist with Krakoa. Um, the art, as I'm flipping, is just so big and beautiful. And Laura Martin's colors are incredible. And every twist and turn of this issue just got me more and more excited i at the at one point and, and the way and the way it breaks down there's like three cliffhanger climaxes going that you don't know how they're going to deal with and they're flipping them all at once it's just again so beautifully paced by jason aaron perfectly drawn by nick bradshaw on one hand i don't know how they can sustain this pace for two more <laughs> chapters on the other hand i don't know how they can fit everything they still need to do into two more chapters so really really good comic this week and the last page is fantastic what is going on that's nuts all right over to young avengers number eight our final book of the week mm -hmm. written by kieran gillen art by jamie McKelvey with mike norton and matt wilson this is the big wtf issue because there's <laughs> so much craziness going on in here it's kind of insane the the kids are dimension hopping so you get you know, these little snippets of all these other realities that Kieran Gillen is probably like, I'm going to make this earth, you yeah. know, all crazy bird people. And this <laughs> earth is going to have all the dead-ass guardians. This earth is just going to be crazy cloud place. And this earth is this. And it's just, it's amazing. It's weird, weird, weird stuff done, um, brought to the page really well by McKelvey and crew. Um, it's a gorgeous issue. Really fun storytelling. It's got tons of huge moments where you're like, <gasps> I did that. <gasps> like that? Oh, man. A lot of that in this issue. Really good in that last page. Ooh, yeah. boy. 
Excellent stuff. That was a very good issue. And it's hard to talk about. There's a lot of stuff we can I talk know, about. I know. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. All right. A lot of good stuff this week. Uh, very challenging to of the week. Uh, I really like Captain America. I really like the Hawkeye Annual. I really like Young Avengers. But um, I was worried I wouldn't have enough steam by the time we got to it to properly talk about it. But I, hopefully I justified it uh, that Wolverine the X-Men is my favorite this week. Just so much going on and just really great craftsmanship. I'm going with Superior Spider-Man team-up, number mm-hmm. one. Well done. Yeah. Good book, too. It was tough. There was a lot of good books this week. Caroline? Um, I haven't bought anything yet or read anything, but Sorry. I think I'm going to do Hawkeye Annual. Nice. It's a good choice. That's what I'm most excited for. A lot of good value it was so there. good. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's thick, packed, awesome. All right, over to <laughs> Collections on Sale this week. Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis, Volume 5 trade paperback. Avengers Heavy Metal trade paperback. Yeah, Ryan gave me that one yesterday. I'm super excited to read it. Fantastic Four, Crusaders and Titans trade paperback. Infinity Incoming trade paperback. <laughs> Kick-Ass 2 Prelude Hit Girl trade paperback. Marvel Masterworks Golden Age All Winners and Golden Age Captain America trade paperbacks. The Tower Chronicles Book 1 Geist Hawk Premiere hardcover. Not no, sure what no, that is. No idea what that is. Uh, X-Men. Caroline, did you add that? I, that was not me. Did you write, is this a book you wrote that you're trying to get us oh, to Oh, yes. Plug? I uh, wrote The Tower Chronicles Book 1 Geist Hawk Premiere. Well, congratulations. Mm. <laughs> nice job. Uh, X-Men Extermination trade paperback and Extreme X-Men Volume 2 You Can't Go Home Again. On the Marvel Comics app, we released everything we just talked about as well as Dark Reign Young Avengers, the full limited series. Our Marvel mixtape for this year, which is a uh, snippet of different things that we usually give out conventions. We gave it out at San Diego Comic-Con. Mystique from 2003, I believe that's a full series, 13 issues. Brian, well, that's the Brian K. Vaughn issues. Brian K. Vaughn, oh, so not I the think Sean it, McKeever yeah, stuff? The Sean, I think the Sean McKeever stuff is a, little, is a second helping, okay. well, the I first, think. The first 13 issues of Mystique, regardless. Uncanny X-Men issues 444 through 449. And the collection's coming to the app. Wait, hold on. You also forgot Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted, Infinite Comic number three. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted, Infinite Comic coming out weekly. Collections on sale. Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, Coming Home. Avengers vs. Thanos. Generation X Classic Volume 1. That's a good one. Miss Marvel Volume 5, Secret Invasion. New X-Men Volume 7, Here Comes Tomorrow. And Thor, Wolves of the North. Rock and roll. All right, now on Marvel Unlimited. Tons of books this week. A plus X number four. Amazing Spider-Man number 331, and then 342 to 345, as well as 600, 609, and 694 through 696. Astonishing X-Men number 58. Avengers from the original run 120 through 124, 126, 128, 199, and 200, 202 to 210, and 264, as well as Avengers number 3 from the current run. Then from the original Captain America... 218 through 219, 221 through 225, 228 through 234, and 302. Deadpool Illustrated, volume uh, number one. FF, number three from the current run. Gambit, number eight from the current run. Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man, number 10. Thor from the original run, numbers 225 through 228, 230, and then 333 through 335. Uh, Uncanny X-Force, number one from the current run. Venom, number 30, X-Factor, number 250, and X-Men, number 40. So for those of you uh, who are at San Diego Comic-Con asking us about filling in gaps, as you can see from the Avengers, Captain America, Amazing Spider-Man, and Thor stuff, we are definitely filling in gaps rapidly and not just full runs. You see little issues here and there that we're missing. We're getting it done. Yeah. It's good stuff. 
All right, it's time to kick it over to Strami for yes. TV and movies and all that good stuff. The thing we dreaded doing last week, <laughs> we now must do. Hello there. This week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com Associate Editor Mark Strom coming at you from gloriously sunny Los Angeles. Just a hint of clouds in the sky, recovering from San Diego Comic-Con. I hope you all caught us on Marvel Live last week. But we're not here to talk about last week. We're here to talk about this week, namely what is on air inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD this Sunday. We've got an all-new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble featuring the Super Adaptoid, who I've always had a soft spot in my heart for because of that cover from... Yeah, it's somewhere like in the 20s, I think, of the Avengers, you know, where it's like the big green Super Adaptoid, and he's like got Hawkeye's mask on and, like, Cap's shield or gloves or I don't know he's attacking the Cap's kooky quartet I already dug it so you can check that out of course this is the Avengers Assemble take on the character and if you've been following the series you can probably suspect that the Red Skull has something to do with it and shenanigans occur we also have an all-new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man entitled The Parent Trap, in which we get to learn more about Luke Cage's past. And Spidey and Luke have to rescue Luke's parents from Zodiac, who we saw previously in a Season 1 episode in which they attacked S.H.I.E.L.D. This is a big S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, lots of Fury, lots of Coulson. You get to learn more about Luke Cage. What I love about this season is that you're really getting to learn more about all of Spidey's supporting cast. We've seen more of White Tiger's past, Nova's past last week, actually. Iron Fist past just a few weeks ago, a month or so ago, I think. I don't know. Time has gone wacky and bendy. Anyway, you can check all of this out beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time this Sunday inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. That pretty much covers all that, but I'll be back with you shortly for a very big news segment. Uh, until then, I send you back to the fellows in New York. All right. Thank you, Strami. Now it's time for news. Ben, what do we got? All right. Let's do a quick roundup of all the comics news from San Diego Comic-Con. We announced Darkest Hours, which is going to be a story that brings Venom, Flash Thompson, back to the pages of Superior Spider-Man, or rather to the pages of Superior Spider-Man, to meet Superior Spidey for the very first time. Revolutionary War, which we're super excited about. We spoke to Andy Lanning about it. It's bringing back the Marvel UK characters in 2014. Death's 2, Motormouth, Kill Power. We had a great chat with him on Marvel Live about that. Uh, he's super excited about it. Told us some great Marvel UK stories. Cataclysm, The Last Stand of the Ultimates, which is going to be a limited series by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley, in which, following up on Hunger, Galactus makes it to Earth, and the Ultimates have to try and stop him. And given that it's called The Last Stand of the Ultimates, judge for yourself <laughs> how well that's going to get. Dun, dun, dun. Young Avengers are going to be doing a story, a two-parter in December and in January 2014 called The After Party, where they have a bunch of awesome guest artists, including Joe Canones, Becky Cloonan, and a bunch of others. Check that out. We know it's Origin 2, the sequel to Wolverine's origin story. This time, Kieran Gillen and Adam Hubert are going to be handling things, picking up right where Origin left off. Steve McNiven is joining Uncanny Avengers on the art team, and he and Rick Remender are going to be telling more of Ragnarok now, uh, with bad things happening as a result of the Unity Squad not getting along. 
announced a big new series, Amazing X-Men, by Jason Aaron and Ed McGuinness. Uh, it will feature a cast of Wolverine, Beast, Iceman, Storm, Northstar, and Firestar. And the big news on this one, it will also feature the return of Nightcrawler fighting his dad, Azazel, one of your favorites. That guy. Super excited about that. You saw Azazel on that cover and you go, ah, Red Crawler. Love me some Azazel. Yeah. Finally, we've got Terry Dodson coming to Brian Wood's X Men, and they're going to be bringing back Lady Deathstrike. And we've got a very fun series by Christopher Hastings called Long Shot Saves the Marvel Universe, which is exactly what it sounds like. Can't wait. Uh, we also had two big winners at the Eisners this past weekend. We had our buddy Chris Somney took home uh, best penciler inker for Daredevil in a tie with David Aha from Hawkeye. Yeah. So they both won awards, and we congratulate them both. And then well, and David also won yes, for best cover artist. Right, David also won best cover artist. So good on him. Yeah, it's awesome. And finally, I wanted to let you guys know that if you're looking at your print comics this week, you may have noticed something new called The Watcher. Uh, you, of course, have heard of our our show, The Watcher, hosted by Lorraine Sink. We are now every week in Marvel Books going to have a page called The Watcher that, if you follow the address at the bottom of the page, will take you to a nice spot news story on our site where we recap some of our bigger cooler news stories of the last couple weeks and that's going to be an ongoing thing in comics moving forward so check that out and enjoy yes uh just want to let you guys know that next week is youtube's geek week it's a big huge thing that i've been working with youtube on for a couple months now um we are going to debut the uh, trailer for thor the dark world on august 7th right is a big part of geek week um, we're going to have a new episode of the show that uh, I consult, I'm i consulting producer on, right. Marvel Superheroes What The. Uh, we're going to have a new fun episode of that. Um, How's that coming? It's coming pretty well. How I'm very excited you, for it. Have you done a lot of consulting this episode? I have. I, I have. would imagine for such a big episode it requires extra consultation. It does. It yeah. does. Uh, and... We're going to have some more stuff. It's great. We're very excited to be a part of Geek Week, and it should be fun. You can check out everything at YouTube.com slash Marvel or YouTube.com slash Geek Week uh, when it starts on August 4th. Yes, 4th. Uh, as Ben talked about, lots of news out of San Diego Comic-Con. I'm sure Mark will talk about a lot of news from Comic-Con, uh, but we had... A lot of fun. We were live streaming. I know a bunch of our listeners were watching the live stream, both for the podcast and just in general. Uh, and it was actually the most successful live stream we've ever done yeah. for a convention. It was really, really good. Uh, a lot of fun. All the live blogs were great. All that content is uh, is going to filter back in as far as the video stuff. Get as much of it as we can back up on the site um, or on YouTube and various places. Um, and it was good. We had a lot of fun. Great interview with Joss. Two interviews with Joss Whedon on the live show. Um, we had Matt Smith on Earth's Mightiest Show. We had, um, I mean, uh, Alan Taylor, the director of Thor: The Dark World, on the live show. We had so many people. It was Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell. She's lovely. We had all the agents of Shield. Every single agent of Shield. It yes. was a lot of fun. That was wacky. Ryan Bendis made his debut. On he Marvel was great. Live. He was great. Uh, Joe Posada was on. Yeah, Axel, Axel Alonso, tons of creators. Yeah, lots and, of comics creators. Oh man, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so if you guys watched, Wait, thank Caroline, you. Caroline, for... wasn't the cast of some MTV show on it? Yes, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Did you get to meet the Teen Wolves? I did get to meet the Teen Wolf. Was that the biggest news of San Diego Comic Con? You getting to meet Teen Wolf? For me personally. Yes. No. 
Really? Second, second biggest. Who's the biggest? I got to meet Joss Whedon. Really? Cool. So Joss Whedon yeah. beats Teen Wolf. Finally. Yes. Film at 11. <laughs> uh, let's email him and tell yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> you just somewhere breathe a yeah. sigh of relief. Joss, like, oh. Joss, Joss, it's okay. Our intern likes you a little bit more than Teen Wolf. A little bit. A little tiny Slightly. bit. Uh, a lot sure. of Teen Wolves, though. A lot of Teen I, Wolves. I wasn't there for that, but they were like... Not all of them are wolves, though. I... I don't understand. You can't trust Team Wolves. <laughs> yeah. Do any of them ride atop school buses uh, down the middle of the street and dance and and have people wave at them because uh, or or tops of cars? Not yet. Um, Not yet. Well, then you know what? I don't care. I'm hopeful. Yeah. yeah. Caroline's a big '80s movies buff, so she probably would be into that. Okay. She has uh, the respect that we have. We also uh, had two episodes of Our Smuttiest Show over the last week uh, or so. And we're going to have another one coming up real soon. The second episode of Earth's Money Show had Joss Whedon, Clark Gregg, Tom Hiddleston, Scarlett Johansson, um, Chris Evans, um, Matt Smith. It was a crazy James exciting Gunn. episode. James Gunn. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun stuff yeah. on Earth's Money Show. You can watch that, again, on our Marvel YouTube or on marvel.com slash EMS. No Teen Wolves on Earth's Money Show. No Teen Wolves. Yet. Zero. So far. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kick it over to Mark for more news. Welcome back. Welcome back. This week in Marvelites, Marvel.com associate editor Mark Strom joining you once more for a massive edition of news for Marvel movies, TV, and games coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. I don't even know where to start with this. Let's start with uh, let's start with movies and the big reveal of the title to the sequel to Marvel's The Avengers, which is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Which I think it's a pretty safe assumption to make at that point that Ultron will be showing up, which I am so excited for. We actually got to talk to writer and director Joss Whedon on Marvel Live with the first exclusive interview with him after San Diego or after uh, Marvel Studios San Diego Comic Con panel in Hall H Saturday night. And you can check that video out right now, actually, on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash marvel, or is also up on marvel.com. It should still be up on the movie's landing zone. You can go check it out there. He gave us a hint of what's in store, talked about how uh, Hank Pym will not be a part of the origin story, but that this will be sort of the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of Ultron, and he'll have ties to the MCU. Tons of more great info. You can go see it. You don't want to hear me recap what Joss had to say. You want to actually go see Joss say it. So go check it out if you haven't already. We also have a clip up of Loki's performance from Hall H because Tom Hiddleston came and introduced the footage from Thor The Dark World in character on stage as Loki. He popped out as a huge surprise. It is dark at first, so everyone assumed that was just like audio coming from the video that is about to pop up, but then he started talking about how they're in Hall H and fans just went nuts. It was great to see. You can see it yourself, again, on our YouTube channel or on Marvel.com in the movie zone. What else did we have? We have Guardians of the Galaxy new concept art that looks gorgeous. It's the full lineup of the cast. Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot. 
great, great piece by Charlie Wen, who works in our visual development department. And, well, we also had some really, really, really great footage from Guardians, which has only been filming for, like, maybe two weeks now that we showed at Hall H. Of course, we can't show it to you, but, God, I am excited for this movie just so much. Beyond that, we also have a clip from Marvel One-Shot Agent Carter, the first clip from this. Marvel One-Shot Agent Carter, of course, is the new short that will be available exclusively on the Iron Man 3 Blu-ray, which comes out September 24th. It will also be available with the Iron Man 3 digital download, which comes out September 3rd. I have had a chance to see this short twice, actually, and I love it. It is great. It is my favorite of the Marvel one-shots so far. If you're a big fan of Hayley Atwell as Peggy Carter in the Captain America the First Avenger movie, as I was, you will love this movie. It's really her own solo adventure. It picks up about a year after the events of the Captain America film. Go check it. Well, you can't check the whole thing out, but you can check a clip out. You can get a taste of it on Marvel.com and our YouTube channel right now. And, of course, you can see the whole thing once Iron Man 3 hits Blu-ray and digital download in September. I think that covers everything. For movie news, jumping over to TV, we announced that Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man will be getting a third season, and Spider-Man will sort of be moving up in the world. He'll be hobnobbing with the Avengers a bit more. We showed a teaser image featuring him and the full lineup of the Avengers from Marvel's Avengers Assemble. No word yet on when that will begin airing, but I know some of the things that are coming up in season three and i loved season one loved season two even more and i think season three is going to be even better they just keep on getting some great 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 storylines i'm super excited for some of the stuff coming up of course in some non san diego comic-con news you can also check out our post-game on Marvel's Avengers Assemble with supervising producer Court Lane. This is on last week's episode, last Sunday's, which featured Dracula. He talks a little bit about Dracula, talks about turning Black Widow into a vampire, talks about how powerful the Hulk is and what a huge potential threat the Hulk is to the team and just how terrifying that guy actually is. So check that out right now on Marvel.com. Now, moving over to games, because this was a big Comic-Con for games. We announced the official game for Thor The Dark World is coming this fall to smartphones and tablets from Gameloft, who previously did the Iron Man 3 game a few months ago. We have the trailer for this up on our YouTube and Marvel.com. We have some screenshots from the game for you on Marvel.com. Full details. You can check it all out. This is a very different game than what Gameloft has done with us before. But I am super stoked for it. I've been able to see some of it in action. The graphics on it look great. They look I don't want to say much better than what you'd expect for a 
smartphone or a tablet game, but they they certainly they are pushing the limit of what you can do with that technology and with those devices. And yeah, I think it'll be a really great experience and something that fans will really dig. We also had a new trailer for Lego Marvel Super Heroes featuring some of the big figures from the game, such as Hulk, Abomination, Kingpin, Kingpin Colossus, uh, Lizard, Juggernaut, more I am probably forgetting off the top of my head, but you can watch that right now on Marvel's YouTube channel as well as Marvel.com. And today, as I'm recording this, we will be posting a slew of screenshots from the game showing off a host of just announced characters, including Howard the Duck, Jean Grey, Sabretooth, Magneto. Oh, I can't even remember all the characters we announced. We announced so many that you can get the full list on Marvel.com shortly. Speaking of a ton of updates, we announced a bunch of new stuff for Marvel Avengers Alliance, including the next spec op, which will be Dark Reign themed. It will tell the story of Dark Reign, except in the Marvel Avengers Alliance universe. There will be an upcoming spec op based on the Infinity event, which starts in just a few short weeks, which I am also very, very excited for. So, we've got that. We have a bunch of new characters, including Dr. Voodoo, Elektra, who will be an upcoming Lockbox character. We've got Bishop, who will be the new reward character for the next PvP season. We announced that with Season 2, every time you finish a chapter, you unlock a new alternate costume, beginning with, I believe the Chapter 1 alternate costume you unlock is... Uh, Iron Fist's Heroic Age costume, and the Chapter 2 costume you unlock is Cyclops's Uncanny X-Men costume. It's the old Jim Lee blue team, gold team design. It's either that or the reverse. I can't remember which is for Chapter 1, which is for Chapter 2. Regardless, that will all be coming very soon. Season 2 is coming very, very soon. We promise. We also announced a bunch of new stuff coming up for Marvel Heroes, our free-to-play MMO. We showed off a new trailer for Human Torch, who will be soon available in the game. And yeah, if you haven't played that game already, hop to it. Like I say, it's free to play. It's on PCs. It'll be coming to Max very shortly on the live stream we chatted with Stephen Reed from Gazillion, and he was saying that they hope to have the Mac version out by the end of the year. So if you're a Mac user like me at home, that is very good news. You have that to look forward to. And finally, we announced a new mobile card battling game, X-Men Battle of the Atom, which is, of course, inspired by the upcoming Battle of the Am event that is running through the X-Men books in September and October. And this really celebrates the 50th anniversary of the X-Men. You go across time, across dimensions, recruiting different X-Men, and yeah, it's it's kind of similar to, if you've played Marvel War of Heroes, it's similar to that, but still very X-Men specific, and some of the functionality and some of the game modes are quite different from it. So, 
yeah, that will be available this fall. And it features an all-new original story, a bunch of really, really cool art. You won't want to miss this. And you can check out the trailer for the game on our YouTube channel and Marvel.com, as well as some of the card art on Marvel.com. We've got some of the card art up for Magneto, Storm, Zorn, and Chimera. You can see all of that there. So, with that, that is our massive post-San Diego This Week in Marvel news dump, and... I'm done. I'm going to send you guys back to the fine fellows in New York. I will speak to you again in seven days. But until then, I hope you guys have a great weekend, a great week, and I thank you for listening. Thank you, Mark. Oh, man. Yeah, all that Hall wow. H news. Wowzer, wowzer. I hope you covered it all. I sure so do. We- <laughs> I hope it wasn't just like, no news, back to you guys. <laughs> Uh, all right, time for your questions and comments. Last week we did our Twim URC, but we right. forgot to pick well, I was another say, one. Before we get to them, you, you owe them a. Uh, I pick. do. Um, I'm going to go with, because we're going into Infinity, hmm. I'm going to go with Infinity Gauntlet. Perfect. And uh, I'm going to add the um, Thanos Quest to it. So two issues of Thanos Quest, six issues of Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. No tie ins. No, no. no, there's only there's only really uh, Silver Surfer tie-ins for right. Gauntlet. For Gauntlet. It's when, when they get to Infinity War, it's just like yeah. everybody ties in. Everybody do it because yeah, well, we got doppelgangers exactly. everywhere. Yeah, I remember I was reading New Warriors and I'm like I'm like Black Ball. That was Speedball's <laughs> doppelganger. Oh. If you were it was fantastic. Yeah, it uh, was no, it was it was great because it was it was a Rage and Speedball issue <laughs> because you know big money, uh, <laughs> and so you had. Enraged and Black Ball. Sure, sure. Just the two best doppelgangers of all. We get to, when we get to Infinity War, we'll have to talk about all our favorite doppelgangers. Oh yeah, um, we'll we'll review the Twim URC on episode ninety three. So give you guys uh, the normal two weeks to uh, read those issues as you want. All right, time for questions. Remember, use your hashtag this week in Marvel to tweet them to us. You can also tweet directly to at Agent M at Ben J Morse. At Blake Garris and at Strami. All right, first up, bunch from uh, One Patriot. He says, uh, to me, Ben, and Nick Lowe, now I'm one of the fives of listeners who know Yellow Kid. Nice. Well, good. Keep those Yellow Kid references coming. Yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to really ramp it up for <laughs> Yellow Kid in 2013. Yeah, that could be the big uh, episode 100 surprise. <laughs> uh, reading the Avengers Infinity tie-in comics. Why haven't I been reading this series all along? Hashtag, I'm missing out. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Well, Why haven't you been reading them all along? Now you can jump back in. If you have Marvel Unlimited, you can catch up on some of the first issues. More from one Patriot says, In the front of November, of Nova number six, they talk about Sam helping stop the Phoenix Force. Was that in AVX? I haven't read that. Yeah. Yeah, man. The way it worked was the first arc of Nova, issues one through five, was his origin. And then chronologically, it went into AVX, yeah. where he appeared and had a big part. And I can't believe you haven't read it yet. And then, yes, Nova number six picks up post-AVX, where he has already stopped, helped stop the Phoenix Force. Yeah. But definitely go back and read AVX. In particular read the first AVX Infinite comic, which is a huge Sam Alexander comic written by Mark Wade. I believe it might be drawn by current artist Paco Medina. No, it's Stuart, Stuart Eminem. Eminem. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mark Wade, Stuart Eminem. That was a great comic. So yes. you're going to want to go check that out. Yeah. Cassassin, who is our intern, Cassandra King, wrote yesterday. Um, is today the 25th? Today's the 25th. So yeah. she wrote yesterday... 
or is she Kassassin24? I don't know. Regardless, she wrote, hashtag live from intern row. Everybody fangirled themselves out. And I don't know what that was in... No idea what? it's in reference to. Do you know? There. I wasn't there. All I know is we left Cassandra here alone for a week, so who knows what happened to her. <laughs> so things could have gone horribly wrong. Uh, we saw her yesterday. She appeared okay, but I don't know. She was all alone. We all went out to Comic-Con. We brought both of our other interns. We left her here to mind the store. She was just, who knows? Who knows what happened to her? Big stuff. Jimmy Robot. Oh my god, Spider Slayer tried pulling the Doc Ock. Amazing, LOL. That was in the uh, Last Year's Superior Spider-Man where he tried to do the same thing Doc Ock did, which was try to take over Peter Parker's brain. But Doc Ock, of course, already had that like metal plate in there so that he couldn't do it. So, and then told him, hey, by the way, I'm Doc Ock. I already did this. <laughs> Die. That was pretty awesome. That was a great moment. Yeah. Wow, Superior Spider-Man hit every note. Definitely my favorite comic in the series thus far. Superior Spider-Man Team-Up number one and Superior Spider-Man number 14 were amazing. Doc Ock is the hero we need. So, because we're recording this on Thursday, there are already some comments yeah. on the comics we read. For sure. So that's great, because we're not going to release this until Friday, because it's been a crazy week. Yes. Uh, Chris Hutchinson tweets, Been sorting through my dad's old stuff, and look what we found. And he takes a picture of Ooh. some collections I've never seen I've never before. Seen these either. I they, wonder if these are from another country. They might be. Uncanny X-Men, uh, Dark Phoenix Saga... Uh, it's called the Ultimate Graphic Novels Collection. Yeah, Chris, please tweet us again and let us know where you're from. Yeah, these look like neat hardcovers. I yeah. just, you know, they could be from a specific bookstore or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with my hunches. They're like uh, from some other country. Yeah, but interesting. Very cool, though. Or, yeah, where you got them from. Yep. Christopher Short tweeted, Can you define and or describe what an infinite comic is? Sure. Um, infinite comic is a, this uh, a sort of comic that we do that is digital it's available on the marvel app uh or on the marvel web store and it's it's told in panels not pages and there's a lot of storytelling devices that the creators can use that you really don't have in a print comic uh, because this is digital they can do some fun stuff with um you know laying things in using text using slight changes to a single panel to evoke uh, a different type of storytelling and it's a, it's a lot of fun. We've been doing a bunch, and we have, we're have we in the midst of a full year of weekly Infinite Comics with, right now, the Wolverine one, which goes into Iron Man next, and then more after that. Uh, but there's a couple from Avengers vs. X-Men. There's an Ultimate Spider-Man one. There might be another one. I can't remember. Uh, there are the, the Guardians of the Galaxy oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. Um, you know, some of them are free. Uh, the you know the ones now the weekly ones uh, are paid for but they're really cool really good stuff and you won't get the same effect if they are ever printed um, so I highly uh, suggest you check them out on your mobile device your iPad your tablet whatever it is we had a bunch of people at the House of Ideas panel at Comic Con try it out and there was a, there was an older gentleman there yeah. and he had never touched a digital comic. And I, he sat down next to me. I gave my iPad to use, and I said, check it out. And you could see he was visibly blown away yep. by the potential and the experience. And he was talking about going out and trying yeah. to figure out how to buy one himself. I don't know if he'd ever used an iPad before. Yeah. So that may have been part of it. True. But he was pretty excited. He was very he was, excited. He was, a, he was a big convert. It was um, great. Also to clarify, Christopher, because you asked what an infinite or infinity comic is, it's just infinite comic infinity is just the name of an event we're doing yes 
which, but I could see some confusion coming up there. Another one from Christopher. He says, new series to start in August, not in miniseries. I'm going to have a child. I'd like it to still be around when mm, he can read. What is starting in August? Um, not sure. I think Superior Spider-Man Team-Up just started last week of July. Yep. So that's something. Um, I don't know if there are any ongoing starting. Yeah, I don't think there's any ongoing starting in August. Um, we did release that... Um, that like Marvel now-ish piece of art right. that has hints of some big stuff coming. So you never know. We could yeah. see some more new books pop up in the well, next couple months. We already said Amazing Spider... Or not Amazing. Amazing X-Men, Amazing X-Men is yeah. going to be starting soon. And Inhuman, which is our big series, is yep. coming in December. There you so go. So those are two books that will definitely, hopefully, be around when you're... Uh, your kick- it depends how quickly they can read. Yeah. So Get them going on, early. So that's on you. Yes. That's not on us. <laughs> Demox twenty one one twelve. Don Simmons, will you be doing point five podcasts for Infinity and Battle of the Atom, or just Infinity? Uh, definitely Infinity, because it's just uh, it's another people go event, and Brevort has already begrudgingly agreed to do it, despite having done enough with me. Uh, Battle of the Atom didn't really think about. It's a little shorter, but you know what we'll maybe do? Maybe we'll do like one special or like one or two specials. So rather than doing one every other week, maybe at the end of it or halfway through or something, we'll just have Nick Lowe in and just talk Battle of the Atom. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe have all the X-Men editors in for a Battle of the Atom roundtable to fill one of the point fives. That could be good. Thanks for the idea, Dom. Gunhild Skjold, our favorite. How many issues will the Thor The Dark World prelude have, and when will the collection be available? There's two issues for the prelude. Uh, the collection probably will be available um, by September, August, I would assume. Just in time for as many people to get it uh, before the film as possible. Avengers Alliance Spec Ops is coming at a sucky time. I will not be home for all of it. I hope I'll manage anyway. Listen, Gunny. Um, we were in San Diego for like a week of it. And we, I'm still in pretty good shape for Spec Ops. How yeah, are you doing? I've got about nine more to go. Yeah, nine exactly. Yeah, I think I'm around there. So if we can do it, um, you can definitely do it. And Alex Irvine, the writer of Avengers Alliance, was uh, he agreed with us. He was really pissed that they put it right in the middle of San Diego because yeah. he was uh, he was on fire. And by the way, I like the fact that not only is the writer of Avengers Alliance super into Avengers Alliance, he has just as much difficulty as we do. Oh yeah, like, he was like, "Oh, I cannot beat Blackheart." And I was like, "Yeah, no one can." Blackheart's a jerk. He's impossible. And so you know, you expect him to to escape at a certain time, Never and then like I knocked twenty twenty percent off of him. And then he still stays around, keeps summoning people, yeah. and then he kills half my team. It's not only that. When he leaves, normally it's like when the boss leaves, you're like, oh, okay, now I just have to wipe out some, like, little minions. But his minions are almost as tough as he yeah, is. Yeah, his minions if are tough. If you get, like, the succubus ones who uh, have the fight back, or if you get those guys who enter any, any energy attack, like, refills their power, yep. it's terrible. Yep. So, yeah, Blackheart's been really hard. Hopefully it'll be worth it. Uh, it is worth it, because it's Damon Hellstrom. And actually... Alex Irvine, uh, again, charged fun fact that he wrote that Max Hellstrom miniseries uh-huh. a little while back. So Hellstrom was a personal request yeah. from him. He was the one who got in there. Justin Woods told me that one. Well, he, Alex Irvine said it, and then Justin Woods backed it up that uh, nice. Hellstrom was basically Alex Irvine's been asking for Hellstrom since they started this. And, uh, and he also confirmed my longtime suspicion that one of the designers is a big west coast avengers i was gonna say mark big west coast avengers <laughs> fan so that's why all the west coast avengers are in there uh it is not a coincidence yes um another one from gunhild 
Ha, a glitch in Avengers Alliance made me get Angel even though I was only supposed to get gold. This is fine by me. That, of course, was the last PvP. That glitch hit a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I got the same deal where I was in Vibranium and I ended up getting it. I don't know. I don't think you checked in in time, but when I initially saw that the glitch hit, I was seeing where everyone was. So it put me in Vibranium. It put a lot of people in Vibranium. It had you in... It bumped you down initially. Because um, I remember I looked at my friends and to see who got it, and you were like in gold. What? And I was like, when I had just left the My day, rating was like 15 That's mining. what I said. I was like, I had left it. I was like, you were like in legit adamantium. But then by the next morning, they had corrected it, so you got adamantium. <sighs> but I was in my head. I was like, oh, God, Ryan's going to be so angry tomorrow. Because I, I didn't know what the glitch was. I didn't know why I was in adamantium. All I know is I saw, and I was like, wow, everyone's in adamantium. Except Ryan. Ryan's in gold. Wow, he must have really fallen off at the end there. <laughs> and also, another fun fact, um, James Discardi is the only person we know who was in Diamond and still just got Diamond. <laughs> the glitch did not work for him, but everyone else got Ouch. A lot of people got Angel. I haven't played as Angel yet. Uh, he's yeah, alright. He's, he's fun. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've been meaning to tell you that. that mm. I had no idea. For a split second, you were only going to get silver and gold. Yeah. Alright, and last, I'm late to the party, but I bought Marvels today. Looking forward to reading it. I can't remember if she commented during our... Uh, oh, well, I guess so. not. Probably yeah. not. Well, Enjoy. Enjoy. J. Chris Wheeler tweets, next Avengers movie is Age of Ultron. I guessed right. Only I way- doubt that. <laughs> Only- I, would love to, I would love proof that you guessed this was going to be Age of Ultron. Only way to get Ant-Man as a mainstream movie. Very excited. Um, one, yeah. um, no Joss said, yeah. uh, Joss, on our interview, and you can watch it on, uh, on Marvel YouTube and Marvel.com, he says it is not based on the Age of Ultron storyline. Yeah. It is just, you know, that's a name. It's a cool name. They took that. And there is no Hank Pym. Yeah. So no connection to Ant-Man. You deal that we with know it. of yet. Yeah. Yeah. Another one from J. Chris Wheeler says, "Long shot getting a push in the Marvel universe. One hundred percent win." Yeah, I was at the X Men panel where they announced the Long Shot limited series, and there was a lot of excitement. So a lot of Long Shot fans out there. Yeah. The people doing it. Uh, I'm trying to remember the gentleman who was drawing. I think his name is Jacobo Camagni. He did some uh, of the old Marvel Adventures Spider-Man issues. Um, and he was saying, like, he's like, you know, Art Adams Longshot was like my grail when I was a kid. I'm so excited. He's doing like little tweaks, but he doesn't want to change it too much. So yeah. uh, that should be a really fun series. And Christopher Hastings is a really funny guy. So he's very that funny. Be, that should be a lot of fun. J716 says, talk way more about Deadpool. Mm, uh, if, we, if we feel like it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There's nothing Deadpool to talk about right now. He's, we talk about Deadpool. When his books come out, we talk about it. Yeah, they talk about it with the game. What else is there? Yeah. 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 Get off our back. Come on. Josh Woolery says, in reference to Mighty Avengers, I thought Luke Cage was Power Man. Au contraire, Josh. Luke Cage used to be Power Man. He has been going by just Luke Cage for some time, and if you read the event Shadowland, a new Power Man was introduced. So Luke Cage and Power Man are both going to be on the Mighty Avengers. Uh, Power Man is a kid. It's kid Victor. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Um... Should be fun to see them interact. It's gonna sass everybody. Yeah, he's gonna sass all over the place. Uh, what Marvel Now title is Iron Fist in or going to be in? Iron Fist is not currently appearing in a Marvel Now title. A lot of people have said that there's interest in him, but they're kind of holding off until there's the right place for him. A lot of people thought he's gonna be in Mighty Avengers. He may be down the line, but no current plans for him. So keep keep your uh, eyes peeled for Iron Fist. Um, there's been t- there's been talk about. Him. Nothing, nothing we can discuss yet, though. And last one from Josh, he says, I'm thinking about canceling my Uncanny Avengers, but I'm afraid I will miss something in Infinity. 
Well, Uncanny Avengers, I don't believe crosses doesn't over. Doesn't tie into Infinity, so you don't have to be worried about that. But you will miss Uncanny Avengers, which yeah. is a great comic. Yeah, and the big storyline that they've been building to for the whole time. That's true. There's some really exciting stuff coming up in Uncanny Avengers, oh, man. so I would recommend not doing. Yeah, it gets. If you think it's crazy now, it yeah. gets super crazy gets in a couple wild. months. It's, you got Steve McNiven coming in too. Yeah. Um, but it does not tie into Infinity. Correct. So that is not something you need to worry about. Julio Saveria. Sarevia. Can you explain to me what just happened in the latest Wolverine? Who's who? Who's doing what? Um, Wolverine Comics. He's been fighting this basically sentient disease that we learned came from the microverse. It's up to something on Earth. It's been inhabiting different host bodies. We're not really sure its full purpose, but we do know that in order to get Wolverine off its back, it took away his healing factor, which is something it could do. And it is still a threat. As we saw in this week's Wolverine, it has a new host body and is a very nasty host body. So, need more explanation? Let us know, but that's that's the gist. Yeah. Is MODOK ever not used as a laughingstock villain? Has he been used as a formidable foe? If so, when, where? Well, there was the Hulk run, the Red mm-hmm. Hulk stuff, yep. where he was a he was creepy and cool. and When he first showed up. Yeah, when he first uh, showed up. Captain he was... America and yeah. a lot of Iron Man stuff. Mm-hmm. I think... Modoc tends to get used as a uh, laughing stock, quote unquote, villain more in the cartoons and video games and stuff, just because he's kind of funny looking and he usually gets like a good voice. But in the comics, he's actually had a long run as a pretty serious, credible yeah. threat. Yeah, and there's uh, the stuff with the other like smart villains, the yeah, um, intelligentsia. Intelligentsia, yeah. that was good. That was really cool. Yeah, so Modoc's generally a threat. I remember him from like the Iron Man '90s cartoon. When no, he was just like terrible. Just like mm, I'm Modoc. They put him in a baby stroller at one point. Oh, that was it's great. A nightmare. Classic stuff. We should get that back on the site soon. Krista Joe, one of our most loyal uh, listeners during uh, the live stream. Yeah, viewers during the live stream. To you, me, and Strami, is there any chance you could make a behind-the-scenes video of how you prep for this week of Marvel podcast? Didn't we answer this already? I think we answered, and the answer was not really, but if you watch the live stream, you got some of it. Yeah. Also, my answer was it's it's not it's 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 less exciting than you think. (laughs) Yeah. No matter what, no matter what you think, it's less exciting than you think. With all the comments you've read this past year, which one surprised and or shocked you the most? This is probably something we'll address at the end of the year when we do our end of the year podcast. Yeah, it's, it's hard because we yeah. just read so many that we need a sort of list yeah. that Which we, we can do. look at. Yeah, we do that at, at the end of the year. If you listened last year, uh, we did an end of the year podcast where myself, Ryan, and Strami went over everything we had read, like all our swims of the week, made our interns put them all in one document. Don't worry, Caroline, you'll be gone by then. Um, and then we went over that. So check back in a few months. Johnny Timpels tweets, Are Rogue and Havoc uh, a part of the X-Men now that they are in Uncanny Avengers? Havoc's definitely not, because um, he hasn't been in the X-Men for a while. Yeah. Rogue may technically still work at the Jean Grey School, but she hasn't been doing much lately. Yeah. But I think they're more considered Avengers right now. That's their priority. Yeah, and it's, it's a very pointed appointment for them because yeah. they are a part of the Unity Squad. Exactly. Kai also says, The Incredible Hulk in parentheses, Lesnar, versus the uncanny Wolverine, parentheses, CM Punk, mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. I can't wait if it happens. Oh, it's happening. Yeah, it got announced on, for real, on Raw. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's a, I didn't even think of that. That'd be a fun one. That's yeah. a neat angle. Um, and Kyle also says, Finally finished Avengers Forever. It's a pretty sweet book, but way too many people with blonde hair. <laughs> what do you got against people with blonde hair? Yeah, man. What's going on there? It's all right. I remember reading it, though. I did sometimes have trouble telling, when they took their mask off, telling uh, Hawkeye, Hank Pym, 
Hank Pym and Captain America <laughs> yeah, part. That's true. It was difficult at times. Yeah. Michael Tempe says, as we're talking about Mr. Kurt Wagner, are there any other Marvel characters from continental Europe? Uh, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver. Yeah. So they're both from the fictional nation of Transia. Yep. Uh, Doctor Doom. Yes, Doctor I mean, Doom. Latveria. The fictional nation of Latveria. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other real... Uh, what else would be going into, like, France? Phantom X? Uh, Batroc. Batroc de Lipair. It's technically from France. Uh, some barons, a bunch of barons. A bunch of barons. Baron Zemo's from Germany. Strucker. Baron Strucker's from Germany. The Fenris twins. Uh, the Fenris twins. Masterman. Warrior Woman. All the, so, all the Nazi villains. All the Nazis. <laughs> Red Skull. There's going to be someone from Spain. Uh, tarantula maybe i think tarantula is from spain el aguila yeah so yeah there's plenty yeah they're send there a, send us some of your favorites <laughs> maybe there's a swiss one maybe there's gotta be maybe antonio cesaro <laughs> man that was a good match did yeah. you watch that uh the daniel bryan antonio cesaro one i, I fast forwarded through it because it was late yeah so i watched it and fast forward it looked awesome i bummed out that i didn't watch the whole thing actually uh Nell Socked. I began comics when Warlock and Loki were in the Malibu universe, or the Ultraverse. Could Malibu characters return a la Angela's entrance? That's a legal question, so we can't really discuss it. Yeah, I don't it. know. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. I love the Ultraverse. I wrote a whole long article on it one time. Um, <laughs> prime, 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 I think I Prime, like, Sludge. I think, <laughs> That's the only two that I can remember. I think I like the Ultraverse more the abstract like these guys all looked so cool i didn't actually read their comics i was like oh prototype looks like a badass iron man and solitaire has a cool mask yeah that's right solitaire the, the look i'm giving ben over who is solitaire, who is solitaire? i'll show you a picture later you'll okay. agree I remember, I remember solitaire because uh remember for wizard they used to have the draw your own cover contest and yeah. they had that make your own action figure contest uh-huh. so i tried to make solitaire <laughs> out of some like wrestling figure just because i thought a i thought he had a cool costume b i was like who the hell else is going to make solitaire so I'll win this? It didn't go well. Oh. Didn't, I, I don't know how to make action figures was the takeaway. Yep. <clears throat> Nolan J713. Fantasia disrupted Cannonball's powers. That's how Storm was able to get through the blast field. Correct. Thank you, Nolan. That was Fantasia's whole deal. She could disrupt random stuff. <laughs> that was during that 90s era of mutant powers that were totally weird, like that acolyte who could disrupt electromagnetic fields of some sort love those times um so yeah was 10 twin nice. points to nolan <laughs> absolutely penelope cat says until marvel collects all of Dwayne mcduffie's damage control stories my life will be a little emptier agreed i want to read those yeah i only read his world war hulk after smash one mm. those are very good ref gimlin says question does hawkeye volume 2 collect uh issues 6 through 10 or 6 through 11 agent m uh, asking me and if it includes pizza dog issue but it appears to be 6 through 10. I believe it's 6 through 11 because I I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it has Pizza Dog in there. Not so, sure. Yes. Sure. Um, Robert says, Another fantastic episode of This Week in Marvel. My thanks to the team for the ongoing quality and for Dirty Lash's baby Thor mention. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davey, question. Daisy Johnson slash Quake's gauntlets. Costume affectations or devices that help channel her Quake powers? Devices. Not costume affectation. She needs them. Yeah. They help. They're 
pretty bulky. I can't imagine yeah. any hero wanting to have that hey, much this extra looks cool. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in the nineties, sure, but not right. now. It's twenty thirteen. Yeah. We Ro- don't do that anymore. Robert says, Is there any real way to know how many Jocastas are active anymore? Mm. Since Avengers Academy, I've lost count. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, presumably all the ones that were still active at the end of Avengers Academy, because we haven't seen any stories dealing with her yet. But who knows? Dun, dun, dun. Maybe they all shut down during Age of Ultron. Maybe. Final one from Robert. He says, Following the Thanos imperative, when did Drax come back from the dead leading to Guardians of the Galaxy? It's a tale that's yet to be told. Much like... Oh, God. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! Hey, oh. That's my water, man. Come on! Hey, you want a banana peel? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh. Nicolo, back from San Diego. How was your trip, man? It was good. Yeah. I, I, it was so much fun. I gotta say, has there ever been a better time to be a Marvel fan? I don't think so. As a Marvel fan who just happens to work here, yep. I can't tell you... You get paid for being a Marvel fan. I get paid to be a Marvel fan. And I don't think so there's ever been... So for you, certainly there's never been TV, a better time. TV, movies, and the best damn Marvel comics ever. Right. I, what's better than this, guys? I don't know. Uh, Infinite Pizza forever. Oh yeah. Infinite Pizza. I think that might be. I'm. Uh, this is spoilers. I'm probably not allowed to talk about this. Probably. You but never I know are. that one of our next Infinite comics is gonna be Infinite <gasps> Pizza. So I just wanted that you heard it first. It's just like Marvel you have fans. one slice sliding across yep, the screen at a time. <laughs> no, or just one pizza, and it's just the biggest pizza. <laughs> I'd be so excited. It would be the best. Right. It would be the best. So Nick, I mean, it will be the best. Yes. Nick, we didn't have you on Marvel Live at all. I yeah, know. what was that about? I, last year I was on it like every other yeah. minute, and this year not a one. So I went busy. in every morning. Every morning, went over. Ben Morse like, "Wait, well, yeah, I mean, we gotta have you on time." I'm like, it's, just let me know when. These conversations never crickets. Happen. Crickets. What he's talking about. Crickets. There was a time you tried crickets. Wow, you have some weird crickets yeah, where you live. Crickets are that near you. <laughs> <laughs> Talked about your big announcements. Do you do a cricket? I I have no idea what a cricket sounds like. So why they call crickets? Really? Yeah, man. Really? This is like cricket noise. This is like the chickens from yeah, Arrested Development. We all have different interpretations. Listen, of man, what they're I'm like. not going to say mine were right, but I know they were more right than yours. <laughs> really? I will say that. Really? For you sure. You write in, fans. You tell us who's cricket. Write sounds. in. What is this? 1987. <laughs> on the Twitter. Okay. <laughs> write in on the Twitter. Uh, Nick, you want to talk about your announcements you made in Comic Con? Amazing X Men. Amazing X Men. Yep. I just got off the phone with Ed McGinnis today who basically jumped through the phone just to shake me. He was so excited. Uh, he is he is in for the long haul. He wanted me to let you fans know. He's not just on for an opening arc and then going away. Nice. At least, uh, unless something crazy happens and he has to go fight an intergalactic war or something right. like that. Like If that happens, then he may have to leave. The war comes to... <laughs> what, where does he live? He's in New Hampshire? Maine. 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 He's up yeah. there somewhere. He's in the wilderness yeah. in Maine. <laughs> That's where the aliens will strike. Yep. If you remember, there we did the uh, art appreciation Wolverine, and there was a, a cave painting one that Ed McGinnis yeah. actually did. That's mm-hmm. actually just like, in the cave that he lives in. <laughs> he just drew that. Just took a picture. Of it. Uh, yeah, Amazing X Men. It is epic. It is oh. epic. It is going to be like every arc is going to be an event. Mm-hmm. It is going to be the craziest X Men book. Um, I mean, it's got great competition for the craziest X-Book between mm-hmm. all-new X-Men, Uncanny X-Men. They're, they're going to be buttonheads uh, for awesomeness. All the Azazel you could ask for? And more. And then so We're going to make Azazel cool. Yeah? We're going to make Azazel cool. It's it's true. Right? Hey, yeah, he's got a pirate sword. hat on. Oh, that's true. And a crazy well, sword. I'm sold. Yep. What do you need? Two swords. <laughs> yeah. Two crazy swords. Uh, we also announced Origin 2. Two. Ten years in the making. Yeah. Uh, 
So awesome. Who had here's beer? another competition. We were just talking about Expo competition. Huh. Uh, now we've got a Kubert brother competition. Oh, yeah. Adam Kubert challenging his brother for most awesomely drawn origin book. Who edited the original origin? That would have been Mike Martz. You gonna show him how it's done? Oh yeah, no. That's all <laughs> you really edited. He was my uh, he was uh, my first boss in the X Men books. Yeah. and the whole time you're thinking yeah. like, oh, this I'm gonna, is this no. is basically gonna be because like, it's it, I mean Janine Schaefer is gonna be doing really the editing and I'm just gonna take all, all the credit. <laughs> right, but like, Janine is gonna do. be Janine is gonna be putting on an editorial clinic that Martz should really pay attention to. You know, it's too bad. Those, uh, what is that? Wombat Man? I don't books? know. Uh, see, I was going to go with a different joke, but <laughs> I was going to say he got drummed out of the comic book industry, yeah. but, you know. That's what we usually say. Yeah, we usually well, basically, somebody. I mean, people over at the Zingles competition basically are out of the comic yeah. book. Oh, oh, no, we that. kid, we kid, we, we love kid. love you. Uh, Mike Marks is actually a great friend of mine. Yeah, we love Mike. So It's great. You're still going to destroy him. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. must destroy the things you love. I think that's what that <laughs> phrase is. Kill your babies. Yeah. Nick, I don't know what you've been doing in your spare time. I'm worried uh, about your wife. Uh, that's yeah, seriously. She is pregnant. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, <laughs> what do we got here? Captain America? Oh, it looks so good. Hawkeye? We, am I ruining? Am I jumping no, ahead? No, that's great. Did you already do it? No, we did. We already did these. Oh, you already went through them all. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, the best book books. in the pile? Saying, Wolverine and the X-Men number that 33? My, that was my pick of the week. Yes. There we go. Ben Moore. Something that I can finally agree with you on. Finally. Yep. Oh, this is Caroline great. went with Hawkeye. I don't this know is great. Is, this is two weeks worth, right? No, no it was this everything. Just this week. My goodness. That awesome Wolverine issue mm. on Young Avengers. What was your pick? Superior Spider-Man team up number one. You're incorrect. Wolverine X-Men is actually the correct answer. Yep. Did enough. you pick one? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. See, I'm, I haven't read that one yet. Yeah. I haven't either. <laughs> See? What kind of integrity? <laughs> what kind of journalistic integrity? You said that's what she was most excited to yeah. read. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I suppose. You want to you wanna help us answer a question? Yeah. Uh, so Ross Meyer says, in the future, uh, is the future in Wolverine Old Man Logan the official canon future for the Marvel Universe? Maybe. <laughs> There, there, there have been so many futures. It, it, may, it depends on where things go. It, probably not, I would have to say, just because the things that it refers to in flashback mm. of when things are happening, uh, it's in a Xavier Mansion that at least right now right. doesn't exist. And with a status quo of X-Men that has passed and, they di- and that stuff didn't happen. So th- something might happen and it might you know, rejigger, like, you know, it might still happen, uh, but, but most likely not um, until Mark Miller comes back to do with Steve McDivin to do an amazing uh, new version that kind of proves why it is canon. Yeah. And then that all changes. Everything changes. Okay. All bets are off. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. There's another good one for Nick from, from Ross Meyer. Let's yeah. do it, Ross. Ross, I'm, you like the X-Books, huh? I'm an aspiring comic book writer. Yep. Bendis is my main inspiration. Any advice how to get my foot in the door? First bit of advice, uh, Bendis has an amazing... Tumblr, oh. uh, that he answers questions on all the time. Mm-hmm. If you go back and read his uh, archives, what do you call it on these t- this, the, the Tumblr? Uh, archives, right? Yeah, archives. Yeah. All right, there we go. If you read his archives, he has tons of, of answers to that very question. So if he is your hero, I point there. But uh, write that every your first day. advice is going to be get a new hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was expecting <laughs> that too. No, Brian, Brian's terrific. And he's putting out a book on writing as oh, yeah? well that we'll plug that comes out next year, early nice. next year. Nice. Anyway, uh, write every day, no matter what. what no, write five pages at least every single day. It could be five pages of your journal. could be five pages of a screenplay, of a comic book script, of whatever. Just write five pages a day. That was actually advice that I've just stolen. 
Uh, that was advice that I think that it's probably been stolen every time it's been given. But uh, the story I know is that Neil Gaiman gave that advice to Brian Vaughn when Brian Vaughn was in high school at my same high school, San Ignatius uh, Loyola in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we grew up together, Brian Vaughn and I. Also, fun fact. I did anyway, not know that. I didn't Neil know that. Gaiman, yeah, it's true. Uh, Neil Gaiman gave that advice to Brian Vaughn at a uh, comic convention when he was in high, in early high school. Starting in high school, he wrote five pages a day of wow. something or else. That's uh, crazy. And uh, I think Neil told him write five page, write every day five pages a day, and like you're you write ten thousand pages. Your ten thousand and first, you'll be really good. <laughs> and the story goes, his ten thousand and first page was uh, why the last man's pitch. Damn. Boom. There it is. Comic history. Nick Lowe, everybody. Well, kind of paraphrased. Uh, <laughs> but you can find it out there. Stolen. That's cool. Yep, stolen. But, uh, but yeah, there you go. Nick. I know both those people well, yeah. so I feel like I can, I can steal uh, their stuff. Steal all their stuff. Nick, you've enriched our podcast once again. Yay! Keep those cards and letters coming to Nick. That's how he communicates. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Writing. Only memorandums. Yep. Memorandi. Oh. Everybody, have a great day. You guys... Keep doing the good stuff. All right. All right. You too, Nick. You too. You know we can because you can, Nick. Right. Thanks, Nick. All right. Last one from Ross. He well, says, let's, let's go back a sec so we didn't finish answering Ref Gemlin's last one first. Uh, the Drax question? Drax question. Story is not yet told. I guess I didn't finish answering. Yeah. Story's not yet told, just like how Star-Lord came back from the Cancerverse. Yes. We'll tell it someday. Yes. Last one from Ross. He says, I wish Mobile Avengers Alliance would let us replace items in the bonus slots for PvP. Ross, uh, you can't do that in normal Avengers Alliance. Well, of course we? you can. Yes, we can. Of course you can. Yes, we can. I do it all the time. What yeah. is wrong with me? Um, Nick I think just th- totally threw me <laughs> off. As the uh, as they keep updating it and adding to it and bringing it uh, to the same level that the um, the standalone the other game is, then you'll probably see a lot of that stuff all in due time. I mean, it's it just launched not too long ago. Doctor underscore Spidey says, "When is Spidey fan Wyclef going to visit the Marvel <laughs> offices?" And record a point five podcast. Someone needs to make this happen. Uh, tweet Blake Garris. And tell him you want to see that. Seriously, yeah. uh, Blake He'll, will hound yeah. Wyclef. He will do what needs to be done to get Wyclef here. Yeah. Uh, Simon Williams says, "Where are the Howling Commandos?" Mm, good question. We haven't seen them since the end of Secret Warriors. Presumably, they're still out there doing private military contract stuff. Uh, I'm sure we'll see them again when the time is right. Nick Fury needs them. Something like that. Yeah. The last one, the next one we already answered in another okay. podcast. Then so then we're going to... Steven. Oh, right, Steven. Okay. Excited to read Superior Spider-Man and Superior Spider-Man team-up this week. Hopefully I already have. Hopefully you enjoyed them as much as we did. Yeah. Uh, this is from Lex Pendragon. I answered this earlier on Twitter, but I'll answer it here too for everyone. Is there a link to This Week in Marvel's video for episode 90 with Stromy, Ben J. Morris, Agent Anna Lorraine Sink? Not yet. We did post the audio... Um, hopefully, as Ryan mentioned earlier, we're going to roll out a lot of our videos from San Diego Comic-Con. But we just got back. We have like five days worth of video. Yeah. So we have a lot to get through first. Indeed. And finally, from Marvel Star. Is this the final one? It is yes. from Marvel Star. <coughs> Swing Marvel, is that Nightcrawler and an amazing Spider-Man I see in the Inhumanity art? Hashtag Revived Heroes. Hashtag Peter and Kurt. Well, we can tell you it's Nightcrawler. Is that we've confirmed? Nightcrawler will be back. As far as an amazing Spider-Man, I guess you're just going to have to read Inhumanity and everything coming up in Marvel to see what's going on with Spider-Man, but who knows? Dun-dun-dun. Cliffhanger. A lot of cool stuff. Yep. 
All right, that wraps it up this week. Thank you to all you guys for listening and tweeting and uh, being awesome fans. Thanks to the interns for putting this together, as well as Ben, Blake, and Stromy for doing their parts. Uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. And remember, your twim un- your This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club selection is Infinity Gauntlet with the Thanos quest. I'm excited to reread that. I was yeah. going to read that on my plane trip and I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that that gets up on the app and on the site as well. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>